praise the Lord. Father, I pray for your people today that they engage you on the covenant platform of tithes and offerings. They be launched from that platform, working your principles, and that you create a tremendous flow of wealth in their life. I pray that you give them incredible wealth ideas and that you help them to have the wisdom, knowledge, and good understanding to implement those ideas. I thank you, Father. Let stability, increase, prosperity be a hallmark of their life. Now, we praise you. We thank you for your goodwill of prosperity of more than enough in our lives so that we can have financial peace and we can usher that peace into the lives of others through giving and through teaching them as well the ways of your word. Father, we thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Bless your people, Father. Amen. Okay, so if you're going to mail in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina. Our zip code here, 28117. Again, 28117. If you would like to go online right now, bring it in safe and secure, your tithes and offerings online, please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. They're on the homepage is a link called Tides and Offerings Sowing Reap. You can go there now, anytime, day or night, and bring them in into the storehouse of God as we continue to preach this marvelous gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ around the world. I really appreciate your partnership. I appreciate the entire church family, all ministry friends. Thank you for helping me and Pastor Kelly minister the power of God's Word and the power of the Spirit to multitudes of people around the world. When we get to heaven, all of us together, we're going to rejoice together for all the lives that we have been able to touch together. Thank you for your generosity. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go uh, to the right. We're in the book of John chapter 5. Let's move over to John chapter 20. I want to talk today about Jesus from the perspective of how he's able to get you to your place of prophetic fulfillment. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be in John chapter 20. We will start in verse 24. Now on this Sunday morning, as you're watching me, I'm actually physically in the state of Texas. And of all places, me and Kelly are down in Corpus Christi, Texas. And uh, what an inter interesting place to be. That's pretty much right where the hurricane came in at. And so, you know, th these meetings have been scheduled for months. We had no idea uh, months back when we scheduled these meetings that we would be having a spirit-filled, power-packed meeting just right after a major hurricane has blown in. So I recorded this message for you just a couple of days early. Actually, right now it's about 1.30 in the morning. And I'm so happy just to be able to come and share this message with you. I want to minister the strength of God's word to you, to strengthen you so that you can step into your prophetic calling and your and divine fulfillment of that. But please pray for us today as we are in Texas and of all places, Corpus Christi, which, you know, caught a lot of the devastation of the wind. Uh, the strong winds really hit, hit Corpus, but they're rebuilding pretty well. But as you drive across the large bridge there in Corpus Christi and hit over to some of the other areas such as Portland, uh, Aransas Pass, Ingleside, and that whole area. I know like the back of my hand, I grew up there. Uh, you know, when you see all the news about Rockport, been there, uh, 
many, many times, you know, so, you know, I went to high, junior high, high school, all in that area, been little track meets all in that area, growing up in high school was all over that area. And so uh, it's a very special place to me, but all of those smaller little towns, Rockport, Ingleside, just those places were wiped out. Those are the places where they, they got a lot more than just the wind in the sense where uh, houses were just demolished, businesses torn apart. So there's a lot of work to do in South Texas, but pray for me and Kelly because we'll be there ministering the love of Christ to these people, the precious people down there. It's a strong church that we're going to. and uh, But God has his hand on South Texas. Praise God. Something special. Something special. I am really happy that, uh, that we're going there at this time. I believe God wants to do something in Corpus Christi, which is Latin for body of Christ. Ooh, so excited. Praise God. So, my friends, having said that, keep us in prayer. And uh, thank you for your prayers. We do appreciate that. Hallelujah. We're expecting God to do great things. Hallelujah. Well, John chapter 20, verse 24, Heavenly Father, as we talk today, let prophetic destiny be fulfilled in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, now verse 24. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. And when you're kind of like Thomas, from that perspective, you have that mentality, well, well, he would show up when I was out to lunch. I, I go out to get some Chinese food, and that's when he shows up. Yeah, that's just the way it goes for me. You see what I'm saying? How that kind of, and, and you think these things are kind of like grating on you, maybe aggravating you. It's like, well, if he showed up, why did he, why, why couldn't he at least wait till I got back? Why does stuff like that happen to me? Well, it's not so much that stuff happens to you as really things happen to everybody. You know, it's just you can have uh, times that maybe they're awkward times. Maybe you feel like it was an off time. Uh, but really, it's just life sometimes. It's not always about us, is it? There's uh, other things that the, the light shines on. There's other things the emphasis is on. You have your time. You have your moment. And, that, and that's okay. But for whatever reason, when the Lord was there earlier talking to a group of the apostles, Thomas was not there. Don't let that discourage you. Just keep on going. Your time will come. Pastor Stephen, you've had visitations. I, I, I'd like to have at least one. Your time will come. Just keep seeking. Don't be discouraged. God's no respecter of persons. If you seek after him, he will reward you. Absolutely. Praise God. So the other disciples, therefore, said to him, we have seen the Lord. You, you know, it's, it's here's the thing. I think what's taking place right now, because I get, I get emails, I, I get prayer requests. There are some discouraged saints. Uh, and they're like, hey, I've heard the other testimonies. And Pastor Stephen, I, I don't really want to even hear another testimony. I just want my own. I've heard other people's praise reports, but I want to have my own praise report. Oh, okay, so you guys all saw Jesus. Well, well, that's great. Guess what? Of course, I didn't. You know, that that's kind of like what's going on with Thomas. But my friends, in the midst of discouragement, in the midst of times when it seems like not only are things not working out, but it just seems like it's never going to happen for you. During times like that, stay composed. 
stay composed. If if you're if you're wanting to go negative with your words and with your emotions, how can I say you're wanting to express your feelings because you feel you feel like it's never going to happen and you want to just say it? Well, the best thing to do if you are struggling with those kind of feelings of doubt, just, you know, negativity, pes- uh, pessimistic, you know, don't say anything. If you do have those feelings, just be quiet. We all live in a body and we all have a soul. And you know what? We can't escape the, the fact that our soul is uh, comprised of emotions. And it's not possible to live on a perpetual emotional high. It's just not possible to wake up where every morning is Christmas morning. It's not possible to wake up where your favorite meal is being served in bed to you that day. It just that really doesn't happen. And even if it did, you would probably get tired of that. So, my friends, the thing is, is if you feel all of that negativity, if you feel like, hey, it's just not happening for me, glad you guys saw him. Hey, glad you had a, another miracle testimony. But you know what? I just think it's all a bunch of baloney. Okay, if you're starting to get into that mode, just need to be quiet and, and preserve your faith. Preserve your faith. Not that you don't doubt the Lord. Not that you don't have faith in Jesus as your Savior. Not that you're not going to heaven anymore or something like that. But we're talking about the faith for your prophetic fulfillment in light of God's plan, His calling for your life, where He has said He's going to take you from this place to this place, and you really want to go there, and it just seems like it's not happening. Okay, in relation to that, just hold strong, even if you have to stay quiet. Praise God. They said, we have seen the Lord. So He said to them, unless I see in His hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side. I will not believe I've had it guys. I've had it. You know, he's just like, I've had it three and a half years. You know what? We saw some amazing things and, uh, but look, I I can't handle this. And so, you know, this is just too much. And I'm, I'm starting to really get sour about the whole thing. So I'm glad you guys have had some miracles. I'm glad you guys saw the Lord. And I don't know what to think about the ladies who came with their report saying they saw the Lord and there's an empty tomb. I don't know what to think about all this, but I'm just personally, I'm just about ready to just pull out because I don't think it's going to happen for me. And so I'm getting emails and I know what people are going through from the perspective that hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's what it says in Proverbs. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, and your heart wants it. You long for it. It can even be a godly promise, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, and you just you can feel like a sickness, like a longing, not a physical sickness, but on the inside, just like, oh, like an achy, like, oh, you know, how much longer? Well, that here's the good thing about that. That type of a inner agony and aching in your heart really for the promise to be fulfilled actually does validate the fact that it is a genuine desire that God has given you. If it weren't, you'd be like, who cares? Right? <laughs> it's, it's like if they never call you to be on the mission to Mars crew, you'd be like, well, I'm, who cares if they don't call? I have no interest in that. Well, that, that's because that's not your thing. 
but something that does move you. You're like, hey, when's the call going to happen? When's the shift going to take place? When is my ship going to come into the harbor? When's my testimony going to come forth that I can share? I want my own thing. I'm glad you guys are blessed. I want my own thing. Okay, so the very fact that there's a longing, an aching longing for the fulfillment of that would denote to you that it is biblical, that it is genuine, deposited in you by the Spirit of God, and that this is something that God has determined will bring much honor to him through your life calling and the fulfillment of this prophetic destiny. Praise God. But he's like, he's discouraged. He is flat out discouraged. And now he, he's not even, he doesn't even pull back verbally. He's like, look, let's, I, you know, I, he's like, I'm not into the vision thing. That's great, guys. Cool. But I got to have some touch and feel. I, I have just... I'm so discouraged. I'm so unbelieving of things right now that unless I can get concrete evidence, I'm just not like really into it right now. And I think there are some Christians that are very discouraged right now and they're having a hard time. But my friends, I I want you to know God still loves you and God's still with you. And God, God knew exactly where Thomas was at. And this is something that when the Lord comes to talk to, to Thomas, and he had to talk to a couple of them in a very special way because a couple of them really threw Jesus under the bus. I mean, Peter cursed and profaned, and he got into profanity and said, I don't know this man. I mean, this was absolute denial and rejection. And, uh, and I mean, so the Lord had to personally come to him and talk to him. <laughs> I mean, so these guys really, uh, you know, shot themselves in the foot. How? With the words of their mouth with the words of their mouth. Please be careful with your words because even if you're discouraged, even if there's no anointing, even if you feel flat as a pancake, like God, I feel totally abandoned. I know I shouldn't go by feelings, but I do feel, I I can't help, but I sense this emptiness and abandonment. Then if you can't say something that will bring life, just stay quiet because you don't want to start speaking words of failure and defeat that give seed, uh, the wrong kind of seed into your life. Your destiny is very, very important. So these are things the Lord wants you to mature as a believer so that through thick or thin, through in season or out of season, you're solid in the Lord. That's very, very important. That is what maturity is. Consistency at all times anchored in the word, but the Lord's very gracious. He's going to get you where you need to get. Even if you're like, as we said, the proverbial doubting Thomas, God's going to help you. Your destiny is very important. Thomas's was, and it's not just, he's exception. He's not, he's an except. How can I say, let me say it like this. He's not just an exception because he's one of the original 12. He's an apostle. So we've got to prop him up and make him look good because he's an apostle. So Jesus has got to come in here and bail him out. No, it's not like that. It's just the Lord loves him, and you have your you have your own destiny, and the Lord is going to get you there, and he, he's not going to put your shoes and socks on, but almost if he had to, he probably would. I, I mean, he he, it is amazing what he will do to get you on that bus. When I was a little uh, boy growing up, and the bus came, I'm talking first grade. I think my mother had to do this all the way up to third grade. But I'd get up in the morning. I can, can you believe this? The bus came at 6.30 in the morning. 
Whoo, glory to God. I mean, me and my brothers are standing outside in the dark and at 6.30 in the morning. Well, you know, when you're in first grade especially, that means you got to get up at like 5.50. And that's rugged for a first grader, second grader. And I'd, I'd be so tired that my, my mom, would she would put my socks and my shoes on for me. I, could, I was so tired I couldn't even tie my shoelaces. And so what's she doing? She just knows, hey, it's time for him to go to school. This is what he's supposed to do. This is his, this is his part of his life journey. So I'm going to help him get there. And so my mother gave me a lot of help. I hope yours did. She probably did too, didn't she? Praise God for our mothers. My friends, the Lord, he's going to get you there. You can have some low moments. It's not like we can just be bionic, superhuman, and we just always feel like, yep, I've got this. Lord, I've got it. I don't need no help. Don't even send the angels. Lord, I got it. I'm a man of faith all the time. Well, you know, you can be in the zone. You can have your moments. You can be strong. But humanity also has dips and valleys. And you have those times you just like, whoo, glory to God. Lord, I'm ready for some refreshment. Lord, I'm ready for my ship to come into the harbor. Lord, I'm ready for something good to happen for me. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about? Praise God. Okay. That's where he's at. I think there's some believers watching me. That's where you're at too. God wants to minister to you today. Okay. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside. And Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, watch how he goes directly to Thomas. In other words, earlier, eight days earlier, when Thomas blabbed all of that, you know, hey guys, you know, okay, glad you're happy, but it's just not happening. Unless I see it, unless I see him and touch him, ah, uh, you know, and, and, and he's basically saying, by the way, we know that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, he probably had no idea that all of that was being recorded. The Lord, although you couldn't see him, standing there, watching, looking, and just thinking, I'm going to have to help Thomas. It hasn't quite kicked in, and he's got a very important life destiny. I'm going to have to help this guy, and the Lord will help him, and the Lord will help you too. Your, your fulfillment of your calling, of God's plan for your life is very, very important. God's going to help you get there. Praise God. So then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, well, now this is interesting what the Lord's going to say to him. Because if it were left up to a Jesus that would be formulated from the mindset of religious men, the Jesus of their mentality would say something like, Thomas, I just want you to know that when you denied me eight days ago, I heard it and it caused me to cry. And I'm very upset that you did that to me. And you didn't know it. But I had a Memorex tape recorder. And I recorded the whole thing. I'm going to play it. I want, you to li I want you to hear the horrible things you said 
when you denied my resurrection. And because you've done that in front of all these apostles, I'm going to demote you. And no longer are you going to be called an apostle, but you are now going to be assigned as the official bean counter of my kingdom. And you're going to be the one that counts all the pinto beans and the navy beans and the butter beans over there at the big bean factory. I want you to keep count of all of them. That's your assignment. I'm going to, I'm going to demean and belittle you because you had doubt in your heart concerning me. Now, that's what some people would think that the Jesus is like, Re- ready to whip you over the head with the King James Bible. Woo, hallelujah. But watch this. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Okay, so he's locked in now. He's back on track, pumped up. Yeah, I'm with you now, Lord. Yep, touched you, poked you around. Yep, yep, that's you. Yeah. Boy, they really roughed you up, but yeah, okay, that's you. Still got the scars (laughs) to prove it. Okay, but yes, Lord, I'm back on track. I'll never doubt you again. But he said, blessed are those, Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So, Thomas, you really didn't need this. I'm doing this to help you because I've got to get you to where you're going. You've got a great assignment. You've got a great destiny. You're one of the 12. You don't know it yet, but you're going to touch nations for me. So I, I have to get you in shape here. I've got to get you from here to there. So the thing is, my friends, is that the Lord will lift you and encourage you when you are down. How can he do that? Pastor Stephen, how can he do that? Number one, he could do it th- through a, a visitation. Absolutely. He can come to you in a vision. And here, he actually came in his body. He's standing before them. This wasn't a vision. He just has his glorified body, so he can appear anywhere that he wants to. And so, he's there. And so, they they see him. He visits them. So, the Lord can strengthen through a visitation. You can have a vision in which he allows himself to be seen by you. And maybe he wants to talk with you and share something to you. And, you know, anytime God speaks... Absolutely, strength just explodes in your heart. And he can also speak through a rhema word, a word of wisdom to you from the Bible. And again, anytime he speaks, it quickens you and brings life into you because the word of God, it's not just like some kind of inanimate object. It is life. It will energize you. It is, it is a living. The word of God is alive and living. Let's say it like that. It's a sword and it, it's a living sword coming into you strength and energy and power. It's incredible. Praise God. So that will also immediately pull you up out of the doldrums. So there's many things that God can do. I think one of the things, if you ever feel really discouraged, just like God, you know what? You're you're obviously doing it for others. You appeared to the other apostles. I got left out. Maybe you did it on purpose. We and I, you and I both know he wouldn't do it like that, but he has his reasons, but he's not ever trying to Uh, do anything that would uh, cause somebody to feel left out. It's just that the Lord has structure, protocol, organization, and your time will come. Your time will come if you just hang in there. Praise God. But my friends, if you ever feel really discouraged, then during times like that, don't go over into expressive doubt. Don't, Don't say, well, you know what? I feel awful. I just feel like nothing's happening. And you, you, see, the whole time you're saying that, the angels whom you can't see, they're still there. 
the Holy Spirit, he's still there. Even, even if there's no feeling, no anointing, no tangible presence, the Lord's still there. But my friends, you must, you must hold your faith. You must hold your confession. And if you have to, just be quiet. So this is another thing. Also, if you feel very despondent and discouraged, along with remaining silent, not saying much, it's very effective to just get some extra sleep. You and I both know that if you are short on sleep, it's very easy to get grumpy. It's very easy to be irritable when normally you would not. So if you're tired, just go to bed earlier. Praise God. And uh, sleep in a little bit extra if you can. And get your body rested because when your body is rested, it's just easier to control emotions, even negative emotions. It's much, much easier when you're rested. So one of the things that you can do is just take a nice, relaxing rest and get some extra sleep. Praise the Lord. You know, another thing that you can do is meditate on prophecies spoken over your life concerning your future. And mo- most prophecies are regarding the destiny and plan that God has for your life. In Second Chronicles 2020, a prophet stood up before the people of Israel under the leadership of King Jehoshaphat. And this would be uh, the tribe that, excuse me, the, the southern por- portion of Judah, the kingdom of Judah. And the prophet said, you know, don't worry, don't be afraid. This battle is the Lord's. Everything's going to be just fine. Show up in the morning and be ready, but you're not going to have to fight in the battle. And Jehoshaphat said, he told the whole nation this. He said, if we will listen to the Lord and we will trust the Lord, we will be established. And if we, if we believe the prophets, we shall prosper. So what you have to do is you have to recognize prophecies spoken over your life by prophets, and you have to value the prophetic word. So if you ever feel discouraged, if you feel like nothing's happening, then you need to go pull out those prophecies. Every important prophecy that I've ever received, I, I not only have it on a you know, audio device, whether it's backed up on a CD or MP3 file or something like that. But mainly I have it typed out and I've got it on my iBooks. That way I can just, I can grab my iPhone and there it is. I can read it anytime. There's a couple of them. I read usually every week because they are so um, forward, forward speaking. And, and one of them is by one of the world's leading prophets. If not, maybe even the world's leading prophet who gave me an incredible word. So if I ever feel like, hmm, you know, how can I say flat? If I ever feel unexcited, if I ever feel I could use a little momentum, what what does Pastor Stephen do? I, I do things like that. I pull up those prophecies and I read them slowly, meditate on them, and just think, Lord, you've got a great plan for my life. I need to keep on working, keep plugging away, keep on praying, keep on preaching, keep on traveling, keep on writing books, keep on doing it all I can because it's only going to get better as the journey continues. So my friends, pull up prophecies. Now, if you are watching me and you've never had a prophecy, you've never had a prophetic word, maybe you're in a place where you can't get to uh, you know, uh, a prophet or get to a meeting that a prophet would be ministering in, then the Holy Spirit can prophesy through you. 
I mean, you can get words from the Lord even in your own devotional time. So if you are somehow cut off and you're on an island by yourself and uh, you're out, you know, just one day off the shore in your kayak and you got caught up in a current and you were carried, uh, you know, 4,000 miles away and you have drifted to a remote island and you're watching me by a satellite signal and you're the only one on the island and you cannot get a prophecy by going to a meeting or visiting a prophet, then, my friends, God can give you a prophetic word. God can give you a prophecy in your prayer time, praise God, in your devotional time. So write it down. Well, Pastor Steve, when I'm on the island, there's no paper. Write it in the sand and then go over and carve it on some wood or do something. But rereading those prophecies and meditating on them will bring great comfort and strength to your life. That's why when King Jehoshaphat heard that prophecy from the prophet, he knew this, this brought comfort over the whole nation. Okay, we're going to be all right. By the way, they were outnumbered, you know, little bitty Judah, massive army. You know, another lopsided situation of, hey, Lord, you have to help us. We're going to all die. And so God jumped in there. How did he how did he comfort them and help them to go forward with peace? Prophecy. So go back and think about those words. And really what Thomas should have done, he should have meditated on the prophecies that Jesus himself even gave, much less the ones in the scriptures. But he should have he should have meditated on the prophecies of Jesus said, Hey, look, I mean, there's, a, there's multiple times he pulled him over to the side. Look, I want you to all understand that the Son of Man will have his beard yanked out. I will be spat on. I will be beaten with the rod. I will be scourged. And then they're going to kill me. And on the third day, I will rise. Wow. I, I mean, they should, have, they should have meditated on the prophecy. Okay, uh, they, they yanked his beard out. Yes. Oh, they did beat him with rods. Oh, the prophecy was is being fulfilled. Yes, he was scourged, just like he said he would. So they did all of these things. Well, it's only logical he's going to be raised from the dead. I mean, you have to meditate on the prophecies. Meditate on the Word of God. Meditate on divine promises. Praise the Lord. You know, the scriptures, like Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts that I have for you. The pre-planned, meditated uh, blueprint that I've got for your life, that it's good. And God says that it's good. I've got a really, really good plan for you. So things like that you need to meditate on because the calling that God has for your life really is something that as Ephesians 3.20 says, is above and beyond that which you could ask, imagine, or think. Now, that's the Amplified version. You really should read it in the Amplified, Ephesians 3.20. That God is able, and in the Greek, when it says able, it's, it's also implying he's willing. Okay, So he's able and willing to do above and beyond that which you could dare to ask, imagine, or think. So whenever you have those moments where you feel like, uh, you know, when's my time going to come? I've sowed. I've, I've, I'm living for the Lord. What's going on? Then hang in there. That this is a part of, of maturity in the Lord. Hang in there. And really, don't let it just be like a negative that you survive, but turn it into a, a like landmark moment in your life by praising the Lord. I mean, just praising. Praising when you actually feel like not praising Him. Praise him when your flesh would actually like to get into a murmuring, grumbling type session. Praise him. 
I mean, go completely 180 against that natural grain, and you'll find yourself passing through that season, stepping into the fulfillment of your prophetic destiny, and then realizing, wow, the Lord did get me here, just like he got Thomas there. The Lord has gotten me also fully now locked into my assignment, fulfilling that assignment, and I'm I'm glad that in those periods of test taking when there was quietness and God wasn't doing much or didn't seem like he was doing much in my life, although he really was, just didn't seem like it. I'm glad that I I really stayed close to God and blessed his name. Praise God. Praise God. You know, the Lord had somewhere that he had to get Thomas to, the fulfillment of his apostolic ministry. And I've been to the gravesite of Thomas there in South India. There's placards uh, close by the cave where he lived at and he prayed at. By the way, if you didn't know that, Thomas the Apostle uh, is buried in India. And he also ministered in China. Yes, he went to China. Lots of travel for these apostles. And so it's also reported that he made it to Iran as well. He laid down a lot of miles. Oh, let's not stop there. I forgot to tell you this. He also went to modern-day Pakistan as well. But the thrust of his ministry was in South India. So I've been to where he's buried at. And there's also a little visible piece of his heel bone that you can see. Matter of fact, I've got it right here. No, I'm just joking. I didn't bring it with me. The Catholic Church there wouldn't let me take the holy relic uh, out of the sanctuary. Praise God. But yes, there are parts of his of, of, of his remains that are there. He was uh, speared to death by the um, by the priest there. Which priests were those? The uh, Hindu priests. That's correct. Ran him through with spears. Uh, they had enough of his preaching, but it was too late. It was just it already the work was already established. Churches being built all over the place. And by the way, South India today is still a hotbed for uh, Christianity. Uh, it's very the church is very very strong in South India. Praise God for that. So, my friends, what I'm trying to say is his his life of where God was wanting to get it to. Jesus got him there. Did he need help? Yes. Did he have low times? Absolutely. Did he have times of doubt? Times that probably looking back on, he probably would think, yeah, you know, I'm glad. I, I, oh, excuse me. I wish I hadn't have done that. Yeah, but you know what? He did do that. He's human. He's human. And I, I think these stories help us. And so if you're feeling discouraged, come on, pull yourself up. Jesus is going to get you there. And if he has to, he'll even show up and talk to you. But you don't want him to have to do that. You you don't need that. And that's what he's trying to tell Thomas. You know, more blessed are those who believe but have not seen. Okay, so I want that to be your testimony, that you made it without having to have something elementary for you that you really don't need you're actually beyond that okay so you don't you something some of these things you don't need wow now i'm just thinking of a story a great prophet told a great prophet who see, see, let me say this prophets have different anointings some prophets are seers and i'm a seer i can see in the spirit realm I can get over into the spirit realm. That's just the, the anointing and the, how can I say, equipment and gifting God put in me as a prophet. But some prophets, they're more um, 
they're, they're not seers. They they get words of knowledge. Uh, they get they get insight from the Lord, but they can't see in the spirit realm. They're still a prophet. It's just that in this other area, they're real strong, and maybe they don't function in this type of an anointing, but they definitely fulfill the ministry office of a prophet. And so there's this one prophet, and he's he's known around the world, uh, not as a seer prophet, but as a prophet that's a remarkable teacher of the Word of God. But he's not known for supernatural experiences. He's had some, absolutely, but he's, he hasn't had a lot, not, not by any means. And he said, he said to the Lord one day, he said, Lord, I hear about all these visions that so many other prophets have of having seen you and talked to you face to face. And this prophet said, Jesus, I've never seen you face to face. I really want that. And so he began to pray. And pray, and he prayed real hard for three months. Lord, I want to have a vision, and I want to see you face to face, like even some of my prophet friends have, but yet I never have. And now the funny thing is, his ministry is larger than many of these other people that have seen the Lord, but he's never seen the Lord. Uh, but yet he has a very powerful ministry. But he said, Lord, I really want this in my life. I want to see you face to face. And he prayed, and he was just like, it was. he was going to have this or die trying. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him one day after all of his intense praying. The Holy Spirit spoke to him one day and said, if you really want to see the Lord Jesus face to face in a vision, the Heavenly Father will grant this, but it is not his will. But if you still want it, he will allow you to have it. But if he grants this to you, it will set your faith back by five years. Please stop and meditate on that today. Okay. You don't need a Thomas experience. Many of you are beyond that. Praise God. Pastor Stephen, I'm so discouraged. I need to see Jesus. And not only do I want to see him, but I want to poke my finger in the hole in his hand. And then I feel like going on. You, you don't need that. You're, you're beyond that. You, I'm not saying you're not having discouragement. I'm not saying that the journey has not been challenging. I'm just saying you know better than that. You don't need that. Okay. And so um, I want to encourage you, believe. In the midst of quietness, believe. In the midst of you're not there yet, believe. Praise God. And you'll find out Jesus he will not forsake you. He will absolutely get you there. You won't be a day late. You're going to be right on time for your assignment, for your destiny. It's all going to be fulfilled, but trust him always. Praise the Lord. By the way, when the Holy Spirit told that wonderful man of God, that prophet, that the prophet said, Holy Spirit, it's totally okay. I release that. So be it. I love the Lord Jesus, but if I never see him in a vision, that's okay. That's all right. Because this man is, I mean, when it comes to faith, world expert, and with the, with the verifications and evidence to back up that, you know, wisdom is justified by your children, the, t- the, the validation of the proofs of what he teaches, it's, it's just global now. So, but he's never seen the Lord face to face in a vision. Hallelujah. Praise God. And for some of you, 
you know, you might not either. You can't make these things happen. I've seen the Lord, but I, I can't force that. That's that's just something that God allows me to experience. I hear about other stories other people have of different types of encounters, and I think I've never had that. That would be cool, but it's not it's not for me. And others have heard about the experiences I've had, and they're like, "Wow, I, I never have stuff like that. That's that's pretty awesome." But see, you've got to stay in your flow. And what God has for you, you accept it, and it's all good. You've got enough on your plate to fill your plate up. Your assignment and your destiny is so big, it's going to take all of your energy just to fulfill it. You don't need to be trying to do something God hasn't called you to do. Be happy with your unique calling assignment, and it shall be fulfilled. You're on track. He's going to get you there. Hallelujah. If you're discouraged, he understands to stay in faith Keep on going. Hallelujah. And your testimony will be like that of Thomas. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, when you go to his gravesite and you go to the area where he lived at, there, there are placards that tell, I mean, documentation of how many blind people were healed. And there are boatloads of them. Documentation of the number of lepers that were cleansed. And they're, they're just, you know, incredible numbers all, all written out. It's all their evidence, even though it was 2,000 years ago. Still, the impact was phenomenal. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people today with a deep witness of your spirit that you will get them fully into their, their destiny. I thank you for prophetic fulfillment of their destinies. You're going to give them signs and wonders, guideposts to help them there each step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Shout. Amen. Praise God. Let's take Holy Communion today. Please grab some grape juice and unleavened bread. And we're going to take it together. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We consecrate this. And of course, that which you have as well. We consecrate it. This is now the flesh and blood of our Redeemer, our Savior, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for his body. We receive it now. Oh, Father, thank you for Jesus who died on Calvary for us. Every promise, every word is true, and we believe it. We thank you, Father, for taking us into full prophetic fulfillment in Jesus' name. Let's receive his body now. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father, that your word is stabilizing people. Even stabilizing people's hormones, uh, chemical components of their body and their brain. I thank you for stability and strength in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of the storm, you'll be the captain. Stand strong. Hallelujah. I tell you what, people love looking at the strong leadership. Hallelujah. That's you. Praise God. That's your inheritance. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for cleansing and forgiveness of all sins. We thank you for empowerment for a close walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the blood of Christ.
Praise the Lord. Wipe away any tears. No discouragement. This is your week for miracles. Be in faith. Be in expectancy. You don't have time to be discouraged. This is the greatest moment of your life. Rise up. Rejoice and begin to praise the Lord like you never have before. And you'll see heaven open over your life today. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.